on The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. afternoon to you and yes it is time for the McFarland show here on WNSR Darren and Justin here with you strike and spare family fun center studio Devlin is alongside he's not a McFarland but he's in studio with us yes he is for the next two hours we All got right. a great show in store for you Bill is keen mm-hmm. or Bill Keen. he'll join us in about 15 minutes lots of things going on in college football. You had National Signing Day yesterday. Will Nick Saban be the offensive and defensive coordinator next season for the Crimson Tide? We'll get into all things with Bill UT, all kinds of by the way, does that is that ever stop? That that's all it's like Walmart, right? Like college football news. Oh it's no. open twenty four seven. No, it's it's all there's always something to get into. Yeah. Always. It's open twenty four seven. So we'll talk to Bill. At 2.20. At 3 o'clock to begin the second hour, we'll head down to Tampa. And we'll talk with T.J. Rives, who is the Bucks sideline reporter. And we're going to find out a little bit more about this Tom Brady story, which is interesting because the reports are, and I'm just going to flat out ask him, is it true? The reports are he was either retiring or coming back to the Bucks, And I'm like, huh? Well, but you they're remember, saying listen. Las Vegas was not even a consideration. San Francisco, not a consider, no other considerations. Tampa or retirement? Yeah. Well, that's huh? what, that's what I said um, when you asked when we had the list a few weeks ago. And you said, "Where are these guys going?" And I said, "He's gonna go back to Tampa. He's and gonna I retire." Said, huh? Yeah. You like no? No, San Francisco huh? and Las Vegas makes sense. I was like, it makes sense to us. <laughs> but I don't think it makes sense to him, um, you know, and, and and he's the deciding factor in all of this. So I, I don't think at this point in, in Tom Brady's career he felt like starting over again with a brand-new coaching staff and a brand-new culture and a brand-new place and having to go in and transform people all over again. I, I felt like he was just going to stay there, give it another run, and if it didn't work, it didn't work. So, you know, he decided, you know what, I'm I'm good. Well, we'll talk to him. And what does the Tampa landscape look like right oh. now? I mean, what what is the fallout? Tom Brady retires. They've got cap issues. They've got lots of players they're probably going to have to rid themselves of. Yeah. They basically cleaned house on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Is Tampa resorting back to orange popsicle days? I think they are. Ooh. I think they Ooh. are. Really? I think until they can rebuild. Back to the seventies. They don't have it. Well, who's the quarterback? Uh, it's, uh, you know, at least Blake, in the seventies, at least in the seventies and eighties, they had quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, Doug they Williams did. and they Steve did. Young. You know, which a yeah. lot of people will go. Steve Young never played. Look oh, it yes, up. He did. Look it up. It's there. He didn't start in San Fran. No, he did not. Doug Williams. Yes, that Doug Williams, who <laughs> the quarterback for the Redskins, who won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he he didn't start in, in Washington. No. I mean, I'm I'm saying that a little bit facetious. They're not gonna, they're not gonna be. They went what? They lost 26 in a row. They're not gonna be that bad. But well, they're, they're also an expansion team at that. It kind of feels well. like they're going backwards, right? Yeah. And I understand next year they got permission to wear 
the orange uniforms for one game. That was supposed to be next year. Oh, really? I heard some of their fans talking oh, about Oh, so it'll feel just like yeah, those days. It would have been cool to see Tom Brady in the in the in the creamsicle uniform and it's not going to happen. The product of look and feel exactly like Yes. Those, the last time they wore those uniforms. Yes. Yeah, except it's just uh, a big old pile of poo. Yeah. You know, the, the melted creamsicle. Yeah. It looked like, you know, some people say they look like the Vols at one point. And like, no, those are not the Vols. Those no. are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. Kinda. There are, we have learned there's different shades of orange. Yes, we have over the years. Yes, we have. Hence maybe why there was the chant that was going on that Vince was aware of. He didn't say it on uh, air. But yes. he did text me and I told you the te- the chant. Yes, you did. And I said, That's interesting. So what is the what am I missing? What's the big hatred he said and and then once he started saying this stuff i was like okay this this makes sense right obviously rick barnes came from there right yeah, yeah. you've got the whole burnt orange oh, right you know yeah. which ones who who's the real ut who's the real U, who's yeah. the real ut who's the real ut who's that yeah. right the orange who's the real ut yeah. some silly stuff but yeah. enough for the, the fans to yeah chant a lot during that game against Texas, yeah. things that I can't say on the air. No, no, you can't. Yes. I have said that, but uh, I'm not proud of it, but I just haven't said it on the air. <laughs> I have to you. get to a really bad state. Nor should you. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, bad state. You build all the way up to that. I, I mean, things are not good. You let them know. <laughs> hey. Things yeah. are not good. That's that's If you're chanting that. That's, that's for you, buddy. It's for you. We were uh, doing our show yesterday. We had a great show yesterday. Thanks for all the participation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, the morning shows were unable to do there. So we were the first live show yesterday, and we we obviously had the Tom Brady news. We had a lot going on. We had a lot of phone calls. We had some great guests. Ross Tucker, unbelievable conversation with Kevin Mawai to end the show yesterday, mm-hmm. who was the new Lipscomb Academy uh, head coach, which, by the way, he had a great Tom Brady story. Yes, he did. He was playing in the game when Tom Brady made his NFL debut. Yeah, some skinny kid from, from nowhere just comes onto the field after, you know, after Drew Bledsoe leaves the game. Yeah, after Drew Bledsoe was hurt, and he described his uh, injury. It was That was yeah, not good. Uh, not good. Well, rough and tough. Yeah. Mawai was playing for the Jets, and, of course, that was the team that knocked Bledsoe out of the game, and mm-hmm. essentially, almost basically ended his career. Really, yeah, yeah, it did. He was really he never came back. No, not really. No, I mean, you know, and no. the capacity he was at, he was never. Oh yeah, he was never the same. Oh yeah, no, he, no, you're right. He was never the same. And Kevin Mawai got a front seat to to history, not just that year, but for the next several years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he he watched the uh, you know Tom Brady grow from a six round pick to the the greatest of all time. So we didn't get into what happened in Tuscaloosa. We had talked about it the day before, but we didn't really talk about what happened in Tuscaloosa. By the way, the Vols got got thumped down mm-hmm. in Gainesville last night. So not a good I was college basketball week. for the UT run at any minute. I said, oh, they're going to make the run, and then they're going to – No. No, it's not. The, the, run, is, the run is coming. No. Just not, nope. No. I think Florida, what, 18-3 to run? Yeah, Late they were the, the ones who were running, yeah. yeah. So they fall by double digits. So they become the 10th team this season, number two ranked in the country to go down. Yeah. How about that? 
So been kind of revolving door mm-hmm. at number two. So the Vols go down to Florida last night. The night before, you had Vanderbilt getting, I mean, roughed up as putting it mildly. No. 101 to 44. That is. To Alabama. That is a beat down. That, that is dragging you Epic down the stairs by your feet so that your head each hits each step is what that is. That is rough stuff that happened to the Commodores uh, to happen in conference at that. I mean, that's that's the kind of score where you're supposed to beat, you know, the, 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 the team from the small conference. You're supposed to beat them by 60. You know, you're not supposed to lose by 60 in conference. So that 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 is brutal. That's absolutely brutal. So Jerry Stackhouse spoke with the media. Today, yes. Okay. And I'm reading some quotes on uh, on the Tennessean, and Stackhouse was asked about holding guard Tyron Lawrence out of that game. Okay. And that, you know, basically what what happened? Why did he not play? And Lawrence had not played in the game because he had showed up to practice. Remember, they had lost a, a tough one to A&M, hard-fought yes. game. Showed up to practice smiling after a loss to Texas A&M. It was the, uh, the Alabama loss was the worst loss for the Commodores since 2003. I don't remember that game. No. Who did they lose to by more than, what was it, 57? Yeah, I, I who, don't know. Who, I don't there's know. a worse loss? I did I in 2020 years ago? I'll, really? I'll try to look it up. You you can continue. Okay. On. But anyway, he's Jerry Stackhouse said every night you want to go out and win. But if there's pro there's probably a schedule loss that may have been is against Alabama, Stackhouse said. Guys aren't doing what they're supposed to, or they get sensitive and don't want to shoot the basketball. All right then. I can be the bigger expletive if I need to be. I've been that a long time. So I'm pretty good at it. I'm not a coach to hold grudges, but at the end of the day, this is a benevolent dictatorship. You got to do it my way. You got to do it this way. And I really don't care who feels any different about it because I know what we're trying to build here. Jerry Stackhouse goes on to say, we're not trying to build something that's of no substance. When you do something that has something with substance, you have to do some sometimes some tough things and that makes that means making tough decisions and I'm the guy to do that and we'll continue to do that until we get it right I can understand that and appreciate that I can in fact uh you know I do the Predators official podcast yes with Kara Hammer and we had Barry Trotz on recently okay and he talked about whenever he became the head coach of the Washington Capitals how Alex Ovechkin was late for a meeting, and he had to set an example. And he benched Alex Ovechkin. Mm. They lost that game five to nothing. What did the team learn? And as you can imagine, the fans were not happy. They don't understand that, right? They don't understand about building a culture. They don't understand... What you're, you know, why on earth would you sit the best hockey player in the world and then you go out there and you get thumped? Yeah. Barry Trotz talked about in that podcast how he was trying to exactly build a culture. He had to set the tone. He had, 
he had to let the team know it's not okay. Like there's not different rules. Like everybody's held accountable for their actions. You're professionals. Now in this case, we're talking about, you know, student athletes. So I do understand that. But I am in a little bit of a quandary, Justin, if I'm just being totally honest. Okay. Because this is year four. And I get it. Kids come and go. You don't have the same roster, and so you have to, yeah. you know, you're shaping and molding sometimes building. new roster. Yeah. Yes, your roster building. I, I do understand that. Um, and I can understand why he's saying, look, we, we got rules. And he's whatever happened at that practice showing up for Tyron Lawrence, I don't know if he was laughing, having a good time. Jerry Stackhouse is, you know, maybe trying to set the tone of this team. Like, losing's not okay. Like, it's not fun. Whatever he's trying to do, mm-hmm. I get it. But this team is 10 and 12. They're 3 and 6 in conference play. Yeah. And you just lost by 50, 57. Is that right? 57. Uh, yeah. Is my math, math correct? Sounds about right. Yeah. 101 to 44. Yeah. So it is a slippery slope because anytime you're an SEC school, and you lose a conference game by 57, things do take a different tone. Is that fair to say? Well, they can. They can take a different tone. It depends on what the expectations were. you know what I mean were. by that. Yes. But it, it depends on what the expectations were for the team to begin with, in a way. But at the same time, there is no scenario where you're supposed to get thumped by 50 points to somebody in your conference. You're supposed to be closer in competition to people within your conference than 50-some-odd points. And by the way, I found the worst loss um, that you were talking about. Oh, lay it on me. Um, yes, the Vanderbilt Commodores on uh, March the 3rd, excuse me, March the 5th, 2003, lost to number two Kentucky at Rump Arena. Final score, Wildcats 106, Commodores 44. Mm. Okay, I don't remember that. Wow. So they both times have scored 44. Yes. Instead of giving up 101, they gave up 106. Yes. Yikes. Okay. And that team finished, by the way, that Vanderbilt team, uh, this was this would be the 2002-2003 season under Kevin Stallings. That team finished 11-18. and 18. Was their final record. Hmm. He was 11-21 and 21 in his first season. Nine and sixteen in the second season. The COVID that season. was his COVID season. Nineteen and seventeen. There you go. In IT. And currently ten and twelve. Yeah. So I'm pro Jerry Stackhouse. I think he's a good coach. I I don't know, but they, they need to be better. They've they've got to be better. Right? Yeah, well. And I I don't know what's the missing ingredient. I don't know if the the talent isn't enough. They, they need to do better recruiting. They need to get more talent in here. I don't know exactly. I can't put my finger on it. But I just know that this is year four, and they should be better. I think he's a good coach, but they should be better. Yeah. I I think, you know, and I go back to what Kevin Ingram said about this team a few weeks ago, and that is they don't have enough ways to create points for themselves. They just don't. They don't have anybody on their team that can create their own shots. They don't have an offense because either one of two things has to happen for them. Either they got to find some guys that can create their own offense or they have to build a way to score points with the players that they have. 
And right now, it would seem at this current point in time, they don't have either one. And if you don't have either one, you're not going to score very many points. They had that one night when they scored 97, and they shot lights out, which, you know, listen, anybody who's who's been an athlete has had that day where you go in the gym and you can't miss, and it's a wonderful feeling. It's euphoric. We all love it. Whether you're a hitter, you can't you cannot miss. You go to the plate, you get five for five. You go to the free throw, you know, you shoot lights out. Everybody's had that day. The Commodores had that day, but they don't have that day every day. Most days, they score in the 50s or, or 60s that we've seen. It's not enough points to beat the teams that they need to beat in the in the SEC. It's just not. They got to score more points, and they can't for whatever the reason. You can blame that on recruiting. You can blame that on lack of development. You can blame that on people leaving. Whatever you want to blame it on. They, they don't have enough points, and they don't know how to score enough points at this point. So they got to find that somewhere. I don't, I don't know how to find that because everybody wants people who can score points. Yep. And they have academic restrictions at that. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, switch gears. We'll talk to Bill Keene. We will do that next year on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. So, call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies. Plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. 
Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys. So I'm happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> Clark, sir. you just made the haters so furious. So thank you very much. <laughs> the afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you. Let's bring in Bill is King. You can hear him mornings right here on these airwaves starting at 6 a.m. Bill, how we doing? Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, just another day in paradise. You know? I hear you. We have our popcorn ready. We, we, we enjoy this segment every week <laughs> for all the goodies that are always going on in college football. <laughs> the drama. <laughs> drama a, segment with a, King Bill. It's a spigot that never gets turned off. No, it doesn't. You know, and sometimes when it's really, really cold, you should keep the spigot, you know, just dripping a little bit. But you didn't get to talk yesterday. So we thought, you know, we, we got to have you on and let you do a little bit more yeah. talking. You missed out on some good stuff. Yesterday morning. So let's start with one of my favorites. Is little Nikki going to be the offensive and defensive coordinator this year, or is he going to hire some people? Well, he's got the fan base. The fan base is not doing well with this. Not, not that he cares. <laughs> no <but> way. <laughs> it's. I don't know if you guys saw this. Now, this one, I'm not trying to be conceited here, but this one I wasn't aware of, and I got contacts all over this. He's interviewing Tommy Reese at Notre Dame today. Oh. From Notre Dame. Oh. Tommy mm-hmm. Reese, who is remember the former quarterback there and he's the offensive coordinator. Yes. He is in Tuscaloosa today for the offensive job. Hmm. Okay. What yeah. happened with Grubb? What why did he ultimately decide to stay at Washington? Well, uh, he's making two million and now to be fair, I don't know that he was offered. They took a trip from Seattle to Tuscaloosa, so obviously you don't do that just to have a fun day in the park, right? But I don't know how deep that relationship got compared to what people assume there. Did you say you cut out for a second? Did you just say he's making $2 million as the OC of the Huskies? A Pac-12 yeah, team? Bump. Uh-oh. We're having we're having uh sell issues. We're losing you, Bill. Bill, are uh, you I'm right here, guys. Okay. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Yeah. So you said he got a bump in pay and then you went away, is that what you said? Yeah, he, he uh he's up to two million now out in Seattle at U dub. And I don't think that's that's not an issue for, for Bama. I just don't 
think that relationship got as deep into here's your offer, come, we need you. I don't know that they got that far down the road. Yeah, no, I wasn't talking about Alabama being scared by that. I just was shocked a Pac-12 sure. team was playing a, Listen, cord, a coordinator $2 million a year. Have you looked at real estate in Seattle? It's not cheap yeah. to live up there at all. No, that, that that price actually doesn't surprise me, Bill, because as you know, the cost of living up there is not what people might think it is. It's very expensive to live up there. No, no question. Today and maybe Colin Klein. Now, remember, it wasn't that long ago. He was the Kansas State quarterback. He's now their offensive coordinator, and it, it sounds to me like now I don't know what Nick's doing. And he's supposed to be taking a vacation about now too. But these these are two young guys now. I don't know if he's thinking, okay, maybe I bring some young guys in and I can I can control them. Now, obviously, he oversees everything, but maybe easier to control them than if I bring in some veteran or something. No, I'm not – guys, I, like I told you, this one changes at least daily, at least. Well, I've seen pictures of Kingsbury and his girlfriend in Thailand. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. No, I, he's not. Those, those guys I don't think would coexist. They're not – I mean, you don't have to be like Nick, but you have to be able to work for him, and I just don't think that's – Cliff Kingsbury's style and everything else. Uh, he, he's a poor man's Lane Kiffin is what he is, and they don't mm-hmm. need, they don't want that. Remember when I said Bill a couple weeks ago? People I've talked to said the NCAA may not be so quick to let um, Pruitt get back in the game. Yeah, it does feel like that's starting to round into shape, isn't it? Or am I wrong? No, I, I think that probably is part of it. He's also in a lawsuit that we talked about for $12 million bucks with Tennessee. And there's some talk that Tennessee's been calling the front office in the SEC and saying, Let, let's not do this now um, until we get everything settled. Now, I don't think a decision's made on what Tennessee thinks, but I, I think there's a bunch of ex, extenuating circumstances that I think just kept gnawing at Nick that he couldn't get by. I still not giving up that someday Jeremy Pruitt's back there, and maybe sooner or later, maybe just as an analyst in the beginning, and then you ease him up to coordinator. But I don't think anything. I think that's that's soured some. Who was your big winner yesterday, and who was your big loser yesterday? Well, the big loser was everybody because they've taken that Christmas day, the first Wednesday in February, and they've killed it Yeah. by the December decision a couple of years ago. There's no crescendo. There's no Christmas day. It's a big buzz kill. Nothing happened yesterday. Yeah. I mean, two people, well, one kid, Nicholas Harbor, who's a fantastic big athlete, signed with South Carolina. That was big for Baby Beamer. Big tight end in Phoenix. Uh, maybe going to Georgia, but didn't do anything and is not ready to do anything. Yesterday is a nothing burger. It, it's, it doesn't exist, basically. And they are talking now. I, I know for sure. They're talking about what we need to do with December and that early signing period because it's too busy. That month has turned into an absolute disaster with name, image, likeness starting early December. Or no, 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 the transfer portal opening up for 45-plus days, 60 days, whatever it is starting early December, and then 
all the uh, name, image, likeness, controversies, coaches moving around. We're going to expand to 12 teams in the playoffs. It's going to make December crazier. And they're talking about maybe doing away with that December period. And I don't know if they'll go back to Feb or not. Well, Greg Sankey's talking about it. That means they're up to something, right? I mean, Greg Sankey just doesn't float things out there that he's just wishful thinking, right? I mean, he he floats things out there that things are about to happen. So I I think it's about to change, right? Yeah, he and Jack Swarbrick, who's the AD at Notre Dame, are probably the strongest voices in in college football, which means college sports. And I haven't heard Swarbrick talk about that specifically, but yes – there's no doubt the SEC commission does not like December right now as it stands. Yeah, looks like December's going away, and we're going to go back to this being relevant again. At least that's what it looks like. Is Billy Napier the guy? Is it too early to tell, or is this going to be a big flop for Florida? I'd be worried. If I'm a Gator fan, I'd be worried. They just had a decent recruiting class. The Rashada thing, you know, Rashada thing aside, it's it's actually good that he's not there. If I'm a Gator, that that you couldn't you couldn't finish that. But other than that, they're not recruiting well enough. They're not. I mean, when I think of Florida, I think of elite. When you are right at Florida, you are as good, maybe better than everybody else in a given year. We've seen it under Spurrier. We've seen it under Urban Meyer. We know what it looks like. They don't have that formula right now, and they're not bringing in the players. They, they had a pretty good transfer portal haul, but not good enough. And I'd say if you're just measuring talent, they're probably fourth in the SEC East at best. Ooh. And I don't think they closed the gap this year. And their quarterback for this next year is probably Graham Mertz from Wisconsin. And if you have any – favorite moments watching Graham Mertz, please give them to me because I'm searching for some. <laughs> he probably you know? ha- he probably hands the ball off pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always have big tailbacks and 6'7", 330-pound offensive linemen. Maybe that's what he does, but they need a point guard, metaphor, that can score the basketball and distribute it. That's not what he does. Yeah, It just feels early on like Billy Napier's kind of like a, a round peg and a Square hole. That's what it feels like. Now, you don't, you don't, I don't know if you guys hear this, but people call in the show or on Twitter, and his name <laughs> is Sunbelt Billy. That's not good. Oh, That's not good. No. Oh, no. <laughs> We're, oh, no. This is, <laughs> this is going to get ugly in a hurry. It's only yeah. been one year. And oh, we're boy. Here. That's this is just year one, right? Good grief. Oh, that, started, that started after the Kentucky game. I mean, oh, that, that started during the season. Yeah, this this feels like Brian Harson. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that kind of quick hook, but I think the ending might may be the same. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that absolutely could happen. So, Bill, l- let me ask you about uh, the news coming out of North Carolina today. I see that uh, Mac Brown has got a contract extension, even though it's just for one year more than what he's doing now. So he'll be the coach there contractually at least until. 2028, he is 71 years old, Bill, and he has a 30-22 and 22 record for this time around at North Carolina. Uh, made the bowl game, uh, made a bowl game at least all last four years that he's been there. Why is this such a good fit for him culturally, and, and why is 30-22 and 22 good enough to get a contract extension in North Carolina? Well, 
he was there before. Yes. And if it wasn't for Florida State, I mean, Florida State was elite. I mean, they made a, won several ACC championships. He literally resuscitated that program. Went to Texas, got to some national championship games, won one with Vince Young, and then everything faded for about a decade. Mm-hmm. But he's as good as they can do. And he knows the landscape there. He can recruit. He's a very good recruiter, always has been. He's got the best young quarterback in college football in Drake May. So you can build with that. And I think that was a good move. He's, he's 71. He's young, though. I, he's a young 71. And I could see him going another four or five years. I don't know if he gets all the way down the road the way the contract reads, but I do think he probably has another three, four, five years in him. I've never heard anyone say young 71 before, so that's that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Nick, Nick is – now, Nick, Nick's, what, 71? I and guess so. He's, he's a young 71. Or you could take a look at the pictures of Bear Bryant when he died in, in January of 83. He looked like he was 100, and I believe he was 69. Well, so. you know, Coach Bryant was also <laughs> living in a little bit of a different era back there, in, uh, Bill, you know, right. with the, the golden flakes and the uh, and the lucky strikes, I believe, you know, back during that era. Um <laughs> The senior, is, by the way, real quick, yes. Bill, is that quarterback legit? I mean, they're already talking about he may be the number one pick mm-hmm. next, not this upcoming no. draft, the following year. Oh yeah, he's legit. Um, they said every team in America tried to poach him with mm-hmm. money here the last couple of months, and uh, you know he's from a heck of a family. His brother was a basketball player not long ago, six nine basketball player at North Carolina. This kid's real. Yeah, this kid's legit. He has all the arm talent. He's got the six four, six five measurables. He's plenty athletic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe Florida should offer him thirteen million. <laughs> well, <laughs> just a thought. Apparently, now Max said a bunch of people came at him. I don't know what the numbers were, but I bet you it was pretty, pretty attractive. You know, Bill, you were talking about uh, the quarterback there in North Carolina. Of course, there's a lot of talk about. Uh, Bryce Young moving on to the next level. Obviously, he was a fantastic uh, quarterback in college. But, but Bill, my thing is he's 100, and they're saying he's 194 pounds, Bill. Bill, can he afford to gain another 15 pounds and play at the NFL level? Is that going to kill his game if he does that? Or can he still be effective if he gains the NFL weight that he's going to need to take hits? Short quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, he's 5'10", but he weighs 218. Mm-hmm. He's built, okay? Now, he's, he's still going to get injured. If if Bryce Young, if we could get him on a scale right now and you let him put a brick in each pocket, I don't know that he'd weigh 190, okay? <laughs> he, he, and, and, oh, no, not only a brick in each pocket, but you let him hold an anvil, too. Oh, while he's doing what? And he's not getting to 190. Jeez. Oh, my. There's some, there's some people I know that, I, you know, he could hang out with them for a couple weeks and he put on some pounds. But to say, you know. He, he needs gets, to gain some weight. I mean, look at him, weight. guys. He doesn't have the body. He does not have the body structure to gain a bunch of weight. The, 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 you know, why is he going to be picked, you know, in the top ten of well, the NFL? And I know how desperate teams are. But, I mean, seriously, you're going to pick up this guy if, he's, if he can't take the weight, if he can't handle the weight uh, to be an NFL quarterback or doesn't have the weight? You know, he's out of his weight class. He's going to go in the top ten, regardless of all that. I, I, I yeah. I'm a huge fan. I, I love that kid. But Did you take him? Up, no. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, it depends on what my roster is like. I did, it, 
if I'm needing a quarterback and, and it gets to my pick and we're in the top 15, I may. I may, you know, knowing, okay, just look in the mirror. You, you understand. I mean, he's got everything other than do we think he can be durable? And I doubt it. I just, I just do. Yeah, I don't care who you got on your roster. He's still going to get hit at some point. Uh, you know, maybe he'll get hit less, a little less, I guess. But, all right, that, the, the, the other question I want to write and pass you, Bill, before we get out of time here is uh, obviously uh, we're getting up on the draft a little bit. How important is it for the volunteers to get some guys early in, in this draft here? How important is that for their recruiting, or does it affect it at all? Well, you've got two receivers that are potentially first rounders and, uh, and, and Tillman and Hyatt, you know, Hendon Hooker was projected before that knee. I don't think you can go there now. And they say he's ahead of progress and he's, he's not walking on crutches now, but, but still that, that was a significant injury. Mm-hmm. So I think they've, they have a chance to get two of them, but I think Tennessee, I think Tennessee recruiting right now, and that's what everything's about. They're recruiting because of the excitement about the program, and it's it's not about where people go in the draft. Now, that will be nice for the resume to show everybody what's happening, but they're attracting – this this uh, Dante Thompson kid they're getting from Oregon in the, in the portal I, is, is 6'5". He may impact them significantly. This is a kid that just needs – this is the perfect offense for him, and he may surpass what these other two just did. He's that good. Mm. So they'll be okay. Do you think, real quick? And I know it's—I get it. We're just in February, but we—this is no what happens. Do you think Milton's going to start? Do you think it's going to be his job to lose? Oh, one hundred percent. But Nico Yamaleava is way better. This kid is a superstar talent. Now, I say that we got to get him on the field. You got to fail forward as a young guy, right? You're going to have your failures, but fail forward. He is spectacular, guys. There's not one thing Joe Milton does better than him except go in a gym and see how far somebody can throw the ball, right? Yeah. See if you can throw it up into the stands. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Joe Milton had a very good Clemson game. He did. This kid mm-hmm. is this kid is spectacular. But I mean, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, that's what everybody's saying. He's he is a can't miss. So how how hard is that temptation just to start rolling with him from jump? Well, Heupel, you got to remember that that's his baby, that offense, and they'll let they're they're going to trot Milton out. I don't care if Nico is a hundred times better than Milton in spring and August camp. They're not going to trot him out there first. Okay, okay, they're they're just not. But in in first couple of games, you don't have to worry about it. But I could see him taking over at some point this year. I said on my show, I don't know when, a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to give it a 50-50 shot at some point this year he takes over, this first year, and that's it. You've got to remember, Taven Jackson, who's a four-star from the last class, is already gone. He, he didn't even get to spring practice because of this. Yeah. Good stuff, Bill. Appreciate it as always. Thanks Thank for doing this. Thank you. Bill Keene will wrap up the week tomorrow morning starting at 6 o'clock on these airwaves. So I, I agree with that, by the way. Yeah. I, I think Milton's going to start. I Boy, you'd ha, you'd, I'd be hard-pressed to say he's going to finish. No. Yeah, there's no – just because the he's minute not he has a – consistent enough. I, the mean, mi- I was going to say, yeah. the minute he has a Joe Milton game, yeah. you know the fans, well, how that works. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, that machine, social media, the fans, Sports Talk Radio at 99.1, the sports animal there in yeah. Knoxville. It is going to be Nico, Nico, Nico. And then Nico Chance. Oh, yeah. Like, they have to do Nico Chance. They can't do oh, his yeah. last name. No. Chance. Like, it's no. Nico Chance. No, but Nico's easy to say. It's a lot easier. So, it, yeah. you'll be able to hear it among the 100,000. Yes. It'll be rather easy. easily. So, it'll be it'll be virtually impossible for him to finish, I think. All right, we'll come back. Wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. Today we'll have clouds and perhaps a bit of rain, the high 42. A bit of rain or drizzle this evening and partly cloudy overnight tonight, low 26. Turns out sunny Friday, the high 38. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's a Bill King show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. 
Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Thank you, big voice guy. There you go. Second hour, we head down to Tampa. We'll talk about Tom Brady retiring yesterday. Did they know what he was going to do? We'll talk to their sideline reporter Mm -hmm. coming up. Speaking of, you know, we were talking about Florida. Yeah. With Bill. Yeah. The other night, I couldn't sleep. And I stumbled upon, I've got some crazy channels that, I, you know, I don't know. Because I, okay. I think one of them was called Reels. Okay. It's like yeah. basically documentaries and sure. stuff. Uh, usually it's about crime. Okay. And it was the whole Aaron Hernandez. There's been several of these oh, done, boy. right? Yeah, but yeah, the whole yeah. thing was on Aaron Hernandez. Man, I got sucked in. The next thing you know, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight. I mean, at some point I am, but, man, I am sucked in. Let me just tell you something. And I know this is – I'm not picking on Florida because I know there's a whole lot of programs that do this. Yeah. Justin. They overlooked a lot, huh? Holy moly. Yeah. Look, they knew yeah. what that kid was, and they're like, well, boy, can he play on Saturdays. Boy. Ain't and boy, to, could he. Hey, there ain't nothing to see here, folks. Yeah. They looked the other way. A lot, but you know, don't NFL teams also do quite a bit of research on on players? Oh yeah. And wouldn't you know the NFL also be well? He went aware. To the, he went to the he went in the fourth round. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a first round talent. Well, that's they true. knew they knew that's true. I mean, I I talked to NFL scouts that would tell me that had that territory when they arrived on campus, and I was like, you're you're messing with me. They were like, no. No. The first place they went, the Gainesville Police Department. This is when Urban Meyer was the coach. Yeah. Remember, they had Percy Harvin. Yeah. The Pouncey Twins. Mm-hmm. We're loaded Aaron now. Hernandez. We're oh, loaded. they were good. They were loaded, yeah. They said the first stop they made was mm-hmm. not the football offices. It was the Gainesville Police Department. Yeah. See who had been recently arrested or yeah. who had been in trouble. Because yeah, they knew that stuff wasn't out there. Gather some files. But they yeah. needed right. They needed to thumb through some files. Thumb through some files. And I, listen, I used to do it every night. No, I understand exactly. I know where the bond office is here in Metro Nashville. Oh, yeah. I have read more affidavits than a lot of attorneys. I promise you. 615-844-5600. Let's go to Old Hickory. Joe is up next. Joe, what's up? Hey, you McFarlands have a great show. Thank I you, really you, enjoy it. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I, I, I just want to clear something up. Now, I love Bill King. I listen to him every morning. Okay. But that Sunbelt Billy comment, it caught fire after Vanderbilt beat him. Because remember, uh, Florida beat uh, Utah and they beat South Carolina. They and you did. know how they both those teams ended up. But when they rolled into Nashville to the dud and Vanderbilt put it on them, uh, that's when everybody on that show started calling Billy Napier Sunbelt Billy. So it was the loss to the to Vandy. Absolutely, I was huh. out there that game, and Vanderbilt was led twenty eight to twelve going into the fourth quarter. Now the referees got involved and made it a closer game than it should have been. Yep. But uh, Vanderbilt put it on them yeah. that day. That I mean, that was a, it was a yeah. you know it was no doubt who won that football game. 
But I that's st- when that's when they started calling him some belt okay. Billy. Well, so. I know this, Joe. Whenever you start getting tags like that, especially this early on in his tenure, it ain't good. <laughs> it's well, not good remember, at all. Remember, guys, the week before he crushed South Carolina. They beat him like thirty-four to seven. Yeah, there's I mean, two wins. You brought him up. There's two wins. I still can't figure out. Like the mm-hmm. Utah one is the more the most perplexing of all of them. I have no. I get it, it was what what second game of the season. I have no idea. And I know Richardson played out of his mind that game. I don't know how Florida beat Utah because I watched Utah a lot last year, and Utah was way better than Florida. Oh, Kyle Winningham, man, there's your coach right there. Yes. And he's got Vanderbilt's old offensive coordinator out there, Andy Ludwig. He does. That was the reason Derek Mason won, won three in a row against Tennessee. Yep. Because of old Andy. Yep. And his bag of tricks. So, but uh, yeah, great show, guys, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate Thank you, it. Joe. Yeah, Andy Ludwig is the OC out there. Mm-hmm. Kyle Winningham, we've talked about this. Eighteen yes. was it? Eighteen years at Utah. I at least. I guess he has just put out the smoke. You know, the vibe. Like I ain't going anywhere because that that's a guy. I whenever there's big opens, I don't know how he doesn't get pried away it, from Utah. It, and some, I get it. They're in a Power yeah. Five conference. I get it. Some guys decide. You know what? I'm fine right here. Yep. I mean, what happens? You hire me, you're going to pay me a few million dollars more, and then you're going to fire me after three yeah. years. Or I could just stay here. But you're also going to give me millions to go away. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> Which that's isn't true. a bad gig either. No, 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 you no. You know, like $25 million to go away? Listen, that's not bad. a lot of coaches out there on the retirement program. Oh, man. Listen, you know. A lot of coaches out there still running into the mailbox. Don't feel sorry for a lot of guys. I mean, listen, I don't want anybody to lose their job. Not a soul. But some of these guys, hey. Don't feel bad for them. I'm they're good. Don't they, cry for they're them. Good. They're fine. No, they're good. All right, we'll uh, step away. Last time, wrap up the first hour. You're listening to the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... 
Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Hey, Nashville. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. What's great about bowling is you can bowl well into your latter years. Even now, I get that thing you sit it on and it rolls down, and I get the bumper guards on the side. I think that's probably the only way you can beat Zach. See, I, I didn't mean that. I heard you. I, heard I, I didn't mean that. I, I know, soldier. That's okay. I didn't mean that. You got a two-piece coming with a biscuit. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. So the Grizzlies dropped another one, man. What's going on? Ooh, they are leaking oil. Man. And their check engine light is on. They need to go in for some repair. The heck? It's, it's problematic at this point. Um, After winning 11 in a row, they've been going the wrong way. You know, Listen, all you can do is hope that they are using this experience to try and learn something about their basketball team. So they're, you, you won't be able to say when they get to the playoffs, you know, well, the team's not battle-tested. They've never been through anything. Yo, yes, they have. So they got to find a way to, to pull themselves out of the spiral and hope, you know, that um, they can get it back together. But who would think Steve Adams would mean this much? No, because that's the missing guy. I mean, but it, it coincides almost. I it, mean, they were sliding a little they bit. They were, but then when he went down, it's like pff, wheels off. I mean, you think you you know you still you got Bain, you still got Moran. I mean, no, not enough. Uh, well, apparently not. I think they've lost well six. Is it five of six or six I of seven? It was six of seven. I think it's six of seven. I mean, you know, so maybe Adams is a lot more important than we thought. I think the Grizzlies are four and six in their last ten. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, they are. Sounds about right. Yeah, they are. That sounds right. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not. No, they they gotta they gotta pull it together now. You know, listen, it's early February. You know, we got a long way to go uh, before the playoffs get here. Let's see. They've played what is that? Fifty-one games. So I mean, about 30, 30, 31 30 games, games you know, thirty-one games to get it left. together. They're still three games behind the lead in the West. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is still obtainable. I mean, it's not like oh, it's I'm just saying they're just backsliding. It's yeah, like, whoa. Yeah, and then you got to fight your way. The, the the NBA has become all about healthy at the time of the playoffs. How healthy are you, and are you primed and up and going when playoff time gets here? And 
you know, we all know the Grizzlies have a lot of talent. The question is, do they have enough talent to overcome the rest of the teams in the West and then still have enough in the tank to beat whoever comes out of the East? That's that's the question. And, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who's there. Sacramento is there. I can't believe Sacramento's for real after the last, I don't know, two decades. They've been irrelevant for so long. Yeah, Devlin here has probably never seen Sacramento in the playoffs. Uh, probably not. They're one of the more forgettable names in sports. Yeah. Well, they used to be really, really good <laughs> for a long time, and then they just disappeared. It just changed. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back, head down to Tampa, find out what it was like getting the news officially yesterday morning. Tom Brady is done. Or is he? It's Groundhog's Day. You never know. It is. Hour number two coming up next here on the McFarland Show. ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. On Capitol Hill, the Republican-led House voting to oust Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar of her post on the Foreign Affairs Committee. The ayes are 218, the nays are 211, with one answering present. The resolution is adopted. The resolution criticized Omar over her 2019 tweet seen as anti-Semitic. Omar had apologized earlier. Democratic leaders called it political payback. Debt ceiling talks swirling at the Capitol as lawmakers try to strike a deal to raise the limit before the U.S. defaults on its loans. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer today says it would immediately impact Americans. This default would mean real dollars coming out of American families' wallets. Schumer called on House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to reveal what the budget cuts are that Republicans want in exchange for raising the country's borrowing cap. It comes on the heels of the meeting between President Biden and McCarthy yesterday, both sounding optimistic again today while attending the National Prayer Breakfast. President Biden's message at the National Prayer Breakfast Thursday morning on Capitol Hill was bipartisanship and unity through faith. And he referenced his meeting Wednesday at the White House with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, which focused focused on raising the debt limit and deficit reduction. Let's just sort of kind of join hands again a little bit. Let's start treating each other with respect. That's what Kevin and I are going to do. Not a joke. We had a good meeting yesterday. I think we got to do it across the board. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Parts of the South dealing with ice-packed roads and power outages after a storm. At least eight deaths now blamed on those storms this week in Texas. Air travel also impacted. Flight cancellations are building again today with more than 730 cancellations. That on top of thousands of cancellations and delays from storms this week. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs host the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets 
to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Go me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the program here on this Thursday. Darren and Justin here with you. We're live. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Don't forget, you can watch us every day. We get cleaned up for you. We do. We shower, deodorize, and everything. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Let's head down to Tampa, where it's probably warmer than it is here in Nashville. TJ Reeves, at Buck's Sideline Guy. Yes, you probably put it together. He is the Buccaneers sideline reporter, on radio, and he now joins us. TJ, how you doing? Hey, great to be with you guys. So I did not hear the weather forecast, if it was there at the top of the hour or the current conditions. What are you clocking in at temperature-wise, by the way? We had Isageddon the last two days. 35 We've, degrees currently. Yeah, we got through Isageddon, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're through on the other side, although it's still supposed to be cold until the weekend, and then it's supposed to maybe push to 60 by the weekend. Okay. Well, that's a good thing on the weekend. So I'm not supposed to tell you it's a beautiful 82-degree sunny day in Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm not supposed to tell you that for February the 2nd on Groundhog's Day. Uh, Like, for example, the Groundhog not only wouldn't see his shadow right now in Tampa Bay, he would need some suntan lotion if that was the case Mm. uh, for Groundhog. Of course, you guys remember the warm weather if you were in and around Tampa Bay for the SEC basketball tournament, which the Volunteers won uh, a year ago. So you know about the warm weather down here. But somehow, I don't think you have me on to talk about meteorology in Tampa Bay, do you? Well, probably not. But we're always open to that. I'd say it sounds interesting. You sound like you have a good grasp there. Yeah. Um, You know, hopefully, I'm glad the hurricane missed Tampa. I know it did major damage to the south there. You know, so, you know, I know the recovery is still ongoing with all of that. So Um. (laughs) the question is, TJ, did it feel sunny in 82 when you woke up yesterday morning in Tampa? Uh, well, maybe it did for a little while, and then figuratively it was uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it, book. It was not, it was not good uh, if you were hoping that Tom Brady would be back in a Buccaneer uniform for a fourth season. I cannot say, this is the honest truth, I cannot say that that was a surprise yesterday. Uh, and this is not 2020 hindsight. You're talking to somebody that believed over the course, really, of last week he hasn't come forward and said, I'm still playing, I'm still playing for the Buccaneers. And the longer this goes on, the belief was he's going to retire. I just, I, I did not believe, knowing what I know about the situation, that he was ever really going to play anywhere else other than here, just because of all the circumstances, including the football circumstances, his personal life, the proximity to his kids, 
with joint custody. So we didn't get into all of this stuff. But I just I did not believe he was going to play anywhere else, and the likelihood was becoming he's not going to play anywhere else. He's going to say at 45, what more do I have to prove? I'm done, and I'm on to the next chapter, and that's what he's decided to do. So uh, that's the announcement he made, and we will go from there. And I show, I'm sure you got a bunch more for me, so go ahead. Wouldn't we all like to be in the position of the next chapter has like over three hundred million attached to it? Wouldn't that be awesome for all of us to be in that position? But you yes. know, very, uh, very similar to what you guys make on the show, and very similar to what I make <laughs> yep. on Buccaneers Radio. We can all we can all identify with thirty plus million a year for a broadcasting job. It is. Uh, so relatable, staggering. right? <laughs> Absolutely staggering. The secret's that, out. Uh, you're talking about a seasonal now, a seasonal NFL job that you would be making that kind of money. But uh, that appears to be what it is, and the real question becomes, is he going to show up on the Fox pregame coverage of Super Bowl 57 a week from Sunday? We don't know that. He's not going to be in the booth. We know that with uh, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson calling the Super Bowl. That was predetermined long ago when he elected to come back and play this season. But might he be on the pregame show, guys, for a segment or two? I mean, for God's sake, I think the pregame show begins on Fox in about 15 minutes, and it's going to go all the way until a week from Sunday. But nonetheless, it wouldn't surprise me if he shows up on a pregame show, guys, at least for a segment or two and begins that next chapter. Justin, uh, your day job is at Fox 17. Your thoughts on what TJ I, just I, said? I work for the local Fox affiliate here in, here in Nashville. <laughs> Uh, as their morning uh, news anchor and traffic anchor, so uh, that's why I'm chuckling as far as because we've are been you, we've been pumping saying, the, the we've been pumping the Super Bowl at the corporate meetings at the corporate <laughs> meetings when you come when you come come so, uh, socially around Tom Brady in uh, in, a, in a future <laughs> setting that there might be a little different discussion on tax bracket company benefits. Things such as that, there might just be a slight difference. You know, that. we don't talk about that kind of stuff. When Joe Buck used to come by back in the day, he and I did never <laughs> chatted about that somehow. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to embarrass Joe by talking about his salary somehow. Oh, um, so, okay. no, we missed I that. We I missed understand. that. But you're right. No, the, the pregame show is rather lengthy. Uh, <laughs> even though even though our, our – our wait, brethren wait, over you're, saying the pregame, you're saying the pregame show is rather lengthy. That's like saying it's rather cold in Nashville right now. <laughs> it doesn't quite do it justice. Keep going. Rather, rather lengthy, but you know, to, to be fair, our friends over at NBC and CBS do do the same when their turn is, <laughs> you know, when they get their turn. You got to, you know, you only bid for this thing once every four years. You got to make it count for all you got. I love it. I'm going to sit back. Fight. Fight. It's not a fight. No, no, no. He oh, understands okay. what I'm saying, okay. and so do I. So it's fine. I like it. Uh how close, or uh, let me see, were you able to get close? How about I phrase it this way? Were you able to even remotely get close to Tom at all doing what you did? Or does he keep everybody at a very safe distance? The truthful answer is no. Nobody really got to be that close in the local media. Now, he we should say this. He, he was very good with all of the Buccaneer personnel Buccaneer team media, of which I am part of, giving his time to Buccaneers.com, social stuff. I mean, you saw a completely different Tom Brady than what you ever saw in New England in terms of being accessible and willing to do different things uh, with the team uh, website, the team media, that kind of thing. Now, that being said, he doesn't do local media. I kept telling people this, as crazy as it sounds, I'm there, I'm covering the team, but even when he was with the Patriots in Boston, 
um, another major market. He was never doing anything for the local TV stations or the local radio stations, save for one weekly radio hit that he would do on the all-sports station WEEI, which they may have been paying him substantially for. In fact, I know they were paying him substantially for. He really wouldn't do extra side things for the local media. So I was around him some, yes. The cordial hi-hello, yes. Uh, those kind of things. But in terms of, of getting to know him, uh, no, not a whole lot. Very private, very guarded, very businesslike, and it was that way with the rest of the media. But I will also say this. You will trade all of that off for all the W's, all the wins, for the Super Bowl win, for three straight years in the playoffs, which the Bucks hadn't done in 20 years. You'll take those trade-offs. It, it, is, uh, it, is all, it has all been worthwhile. It has been an amazing experience. It's been one that I didn't think was going to last a third season. I mean, when, it, when he signed guys in 2020, nobody was talking about a third year, 2023, much less a four, or 2022, much less a fourth year, 2023. So this past season was bonus. This past season was gravy. So that's how I looked at it. That's how I approached it. It was a tremendous time, and, uh, and now it's come to an end. It's time for the Buccaneers to move on and for him to move on. TJ Reeves on the line with us. He is the Bucks sideline reporter on radio so what is when the dust settles you've already cleaned house on the offensive side when it comes to coaches tom brady is no longer in the mix there's more changes to come what is this product going to look like in your opinion next season how different is it going to look well that is the question right now and they've got salary cap problems and we don't have to go into all the details uh of what they have to do but essentially they're going to have to get under the cap by getting rid of a couple of guys and restructuring some other contracts. So what does that mean for a name like Leonard Fournette, who's an expensive uh, running back? Uh, I don't know that he sticks around. I love him. I I love his attitude, his toughness, but I don't know if they can afford him under the cap. So that's a guy that might be gone. They have a fantastic linebacker, maybe the best-kept secret for a decade in the NFL with Levante David playing linebacker on bad Buccaneer teams. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's due to – he is. He's due to make $12 million. I don't know that they can afford that. So they've got some hard decisions to make. And as far as quarterback, Tom Brady is still going to count against the salary cap with dead cap money. So does this mean they go with the former Florida Gator, Kyle Trask, who lit it up in the 2020 season, remember, before losing to Mac Jones in Alabama in the title game? Trask, a second-round pick, hasn't gotten much of a chance with that TB12 guy in front of him to play Maybe it's time to look at him and at least give him a chance to see if, you know, he can function, throw well, win some games. He really hasn't had that chance, had, had a chance to compete for the starting job, and that's an, that's an inexpensive guy to go to, guys, for somebody to take a look at here, and the Bucks may very well be looking at because he's already in-house. Let me ask you this. If, if Tom Brady's personal life remains in order, if he remains married, if he's happy at home – what are the possibilities that he's still playing football? That is a great question because I can tell you uh, from a physical standpoint, the physical drop-off didn't really happen. He could still fire the ball guys down the field on a rope, even at the end of this past season, incredibly, at 45. I mean, I'm going to play your song here where Peyton Manning, unfortunately, in his late 30s, couldn't throw the ball down the field anymore in Denver in that final year and had the injuries crop back up again with the neck and the shoulder and was having to hand it off and they were having to rely on the defense, uh, et cetera. 
that was not the case with these Buccaneer teams the last couple of years. I mean, he's, he's a year removed from leading the league in touchdowns, yards, completions in 2021. He leads the league again in completions this past year and is right up there in yards, didn't have the touchdowns, didn't throw it down the field as much. Mm-hmm. So the physical drop-off was not there. But you make the point about chaos behind the scenes with divorcing Giselle, uh, with all the problems there that were going on in season, and there were times where it obviously weighed on him. He lost weight. It, it obviously weighed on him with poor play at times. So that is that is a great what-if question. What if everything had stayed intact at home? Would he have been a different and, and the same type of Tom Brady in 2022? We will never know that answer. Mm. want to switch away from Brady very quickly and ask you about a guy that we had here and then ended up down there, and that is Julio Jones. A lot of the fans here felt like uh, Julio Jones was a bust, and of course we ended up, uh, the Titans is the we in this case, the Titans ended up firing John Robinson, uh, their general manager. One of the things that he did, one of the big free agent signings he made, was getting Julio Jones, and of course it didn't work out. Julio spent the time uh, down there in Tampa uh, with the Bucks this past season. How did you find him and his pro- uh, productivity this past year? He just wasn't very productive. If you want to use the bust word, you could, but I don't think there was a great expectation here after what happened in Nashville that Julio was suddenly going to be a 75-catch, 1,100-yard guy, 15 touchdowns. That, that Julio Jones is gone, unfortunately. He was injured his last year in Atlanta, and he just could not, guys, stay healthy for more than a game or two. He would play a game or two. He had swelling on the knee. Then we wouldn't see him for a game or two. He had a stretch in the middle of the season where he didn't play four games in and around a bye week. Uh, so they, they tried to get him healthy, and he just could not sustain nowhere near the impact that when he was signed in the offseason you would have hoped for. And unfortunately, I think the Titans were ahead of the curve on we're going to have to make a move here that this guy doesn't have it anymore. We, we have to save the salary cap space and the actual money and, and try to figure it out. And it would not surprise me, I don't know this, but it would not surprise me if Julio is one and done here. He will have to probably come back at a significant discount, which I doubt, because at this point they don't have the luxury of, of paying him and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at the same position, and you're certainly not keeping him in front of Godwin or keeping Evans. You're going to keep those guys. Todd Bowles, uh, who was handed this job, essentially, uh, I know a lot of fans have uh, – had less than ringing endorsements in certain cases. Obviously, uh, there's been some changes there on the coaching staff already. Uh, But what is the likelihood this team is going to rebuild long-term with Todd Bowles? I know they're looking at changing quarterbacks here, clearly with Tom Brady no longer being there. But, you know, how likely is Bowles to survive if this team goes, you know, 6-11 and or 7-10 and next year with uh, with a young quarterback? Well, that's another good point that he's a veteran coach, and so you got two schools of thought. Is he perfect to kind of stabilize things between veterans and younger guys if you are going to retool and rebuild? Or is he sitting there going, hey, I inherited a veteran football team, a team that had won 13 games the year before and the Super Bowl two years before, and now if you're stripping it down and we're going younger, uh, you know, that's not the same thing. Look, he's elated to be the coach. He still wants an NFL head coaching job, obviously. He's raring to go to come back. And so you've got to play the hand that you're dealt. And, and that's another reason why 
the Brady retirement needed to come on a certain time frame because they've got to make these tough decisions and attack uh, the salary cap and then attack free agency where they can to help them if they can and retool in the draft. And that's the deal. That's the deal whether Todd Bowles is the coach and that's the deal whether they brought somebody else in. Now we're down the road. It probably is a bit of a rebuild, at least for this season and maybe a little bit into 2024. You have to naturally get a little younger and, uh, and, and, and a little cheaper under the salary cap, no matter who the coach would have been. Want to ask you lastly, for me at least, about Byron Leftwich. Uh, of course, uh, no longer there in Tampa uh, after being part of that you know successful uh, run there with Brady. However, I know the Titans, among many other teams, are looking for offensive coordinators right now. Uh, Leftwich name has not been brought up here in Nashville at all. However, I at least wanted to ask you uh, and, and your opinion how much blame, if any, does Byron Leftwich have? for what's, what's happened there in Tampa? Well, I mean, here's what we know. Uh, we know that he obviously played in the league at a very high level as a former number Bruce. one pick and won, won a playoff game in Jacksonville. He can play. The second thing is Bruce Arians brought him with him as a, as a protege offensive coordinator and as a play caller, and Byron was calling the plays for the most part in 2020 and 2021. So don't let anybody tell you guys in Nashville – that Leftwich wasn't dialing up play calls because he was for those two years. I ask of you two guys, the offense was averaging 30 or 31 points a game, and now you come around to 2022 and it's averaging 18 points a game. Does Byron Leftwich suddenly not know offense? Does he suddenly not know how to call plays? Does he, did he suddenly forget all of that? That's not the case. I think there were a myriad of problems. I think part of it is TB12 didn't want to put the ball downfield as much. He wanted to throw the ball, obviously. He wanted to throw short passes, one-yard passes, screen passes, get the ball out of your hand, didn't trust the offensive line maybe as much. And so you, you, you now roll with that. You roll with the greatest of all time, and you try to make it work. It obviously struggled most of the year to score points and sustain offense. But to answer your question, that's not on Byron Leftwich. So I don't blame him very much at all. I understand the reality of Todd Bowles saying, I want my own guy. I'm going to wipe the slate clean. I get that. But I, I think Byron Leftwich is very capable of being a strong offensive coordinator. And, guys, he was offered the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching job. I mean, he played in Jacksonville. They offered it to him. His concern was with the personnel department behind the scenes. That's why he didn't take the job. And Doug Peterson took the job. And Doug Peterson ends up making the playoffs. And Byron Leftwich is out after this season. But to answer your question, I think Byron – We'll, we'll float back in, maybe as a quarterback coach, if not a play caller. These guys, these guys get shown the door and then turn right around and have success. Bruce Arians got fired a couple of times as the offensive coordinator, famously by Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. He turned around and won the coach of the year in Arizona. He then came to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl, guys. So I still am a believer in Byron Leftwich, and I think he will be back, and maybe it's Tennessee or maybe it's somewhere else. Fascinating. Yep, good stuff. Vince Ferrara comes on our show every week. Any friend of Vince is a friend of ours. So That is a Tampa brother from another mother, the, the name that you're dropping. Uh, and I'm glad that Ferrara was able to hook us and connect us. And if you guys need anything in the future, just let me know. And, uh, and we will rock from there.
Yeah, every time he goes to Tampa, he calls on the show and talks about all the home cooking Italian all meals the time. that he's getting. All it's like, dude, we're starving. There's, stop. There's, all there's, the like, time. there's like three guarantees. Ferraro's going to get the home-cooked Italian meal. All right, that's number one. He's going to go get some good Cuban food at Ybor City, or he's going to hook up with TJ to go have breakfast or lunch, and usually it's TJ that's picking up the check. Ah. You guys got to encourage Vince when you have him on for door number three that TJ says at least some of the time that Vince has got to come through uh, with, you know, with that, but he's my Tampa brother. I love that guy oh. going back 25, 30 years that we've known each other. Tell him at least so pick up I'm the glad, tip. He's I'm glad pick that up we got tip. connected through Vince. That's, that's fantastic. You gave us fodder for next I, week. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, TJ. I, lo- I love it. I love it. You guys be well, stay warm, and we'll send you some Florida sunshine if we can. Be- Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you, TJ. TJ Reeves, he is the Bucks sideline reporter on radio. Good stuff from him. We'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. We'll welcome your phone calls, and we'll continue more discussion here on the McFarland Show. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. There's no doubt if you listen to Rand Carthen today, like you're excited. Like, all right, yep. this guy answers the questions. He seems to be pretty genuine. By the way, he had some passion. Oh, he did. In, in his presser today. So I, I get it. And he's very genuine, uh, or at least feels very genuine. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Your phone call, 615-844-5600. Fun interview, TJ Reeves Mm -hmm. down in Tampa. Tom Brady is retired. He's going to the booth. (laughs) He gone. He gone. And, And that is an interesting discussion, by the way. We can get into, we'll have all kinds of time to get into it's a mixed bag on people. Think about it. He's just been given this three hundred plus million dollar contract. No one has a clue if he's going to be good or not. It's not about him. Everybody being thought good. Jason Witt was going to be good, and he no, lasted no, no, one no, year. No, no. It's not about him being good. Drew Brees. It's not. It's the, it's the name recognition. It, that's it. It's like not Drew even Brees about. Drew Brees doesn't have name recognition. There's not. You know. There's Jason a, Witt. You know. There's a difference between I, Tom Brady and, and those guys. So you know that that's what you're. You're paying for your, you're paying Tom Brady for the name recognition. That's what you're paying for. I'm just you're saying we've seen big names try to do broadcasting. Oh yeah, it didn't work. No, there's no guarantees. Emma Smith didn't work. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Now let me t- let me tell you real quick before we get to the phones. There is one guy, Hall of Fame guy, name that everybody knows that everybody thought was cannot miss. And was a whiff at TV. Oh, I'm t- hold on, hold on. Give me a time frame. I oh, want to know last, last three years, three four years. The last three four years. Yeah, big time name. Everybody knew was just gonna knock it out of the park and was like, uh. Number fifty two in purple, Ray Lewis. And that's when I guess now about five or six years now. Okay. Yeah. On on ESPN. On, on anything. Okay. People thought he was going to have a monster okay. broadcast career after football because of who he was, you know, yeah. in post interviews and the commercials. Never, mater- never found a lane. Never found the thing. Hmm. Never jumped off on any. Like I don't think he's on almost anything now. Is he doing the Showtime show? Maybe. Oh, is that inside the NFL? Inside the NFL. Is he doing that? I think, but that's about it. Like he's not on none of the other major shows at this point. ESPN, no, Fox, NFL NBC. Network, nope. No. no nowhere. Nowhere. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's start with Doug in Nashville. Doug, what's up? Hey, yesterday was February the 1st, correct? Yes. Was. Nice day. You know, birthday celebration and everything. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Tom Brady, I think we got hoodwinked into April Fool's, April Fool's Day coming two days, two months early. Mm-mm. I think he's going to be back. I don't think he can make it in the booth. With the right situation, right offensive line, 
I think it's about four or five weeks when some quarterback goes down, he'll keep the arm hot. He'll realize he can't do the microphone thing, and he'll be back. I just think it was April Fool's joke all two months early. I don't see him as a good microphone guy. Like you said, he can be a Ray Lewis. The other thing is I think he was hearing ghosts this year. You saw him dumping the ball early. He didn't throw it downfield, just like your Tampa Bay guy said, with things sitting up the right way. I don't think he's gone. Not till I just see him just get fat and grow a beard and quit dyeing his hair. I think he's still coming back somewhere, somehow, in the right, in the right setup. Doug, and no, again, no quarterback has ever gone to the booth and then left the booth in the middle of the season and gone back and played. Anyone? Ain't been no, no other quarterback no than one? Tom Brady either. No, no, no. There ain't no never one? been a quarterback, quarterback like Tom Brady either. You guys didn't get it? That went over everybody's head? Everybody? Nashvillian? Hello? Did Jay hey, Cutler not do that? Oh, was it Jay Cutler on fi- in Honestly, the booth? I forgot Jay was in the booth. And then he just left and was like, yeah, I'm joining the Dolphins. I honestly forgot Jay Cutler oh, was wow. in the booth. Okay. I forgot. I, I had forgotten yeah. about it. I, I blotted that gone. from my mind. I don't think that Fox check is big enough to keep him in the booth. I think, you know, third or fourth week, the arm's still in good shape. He's not been beat up. The right quarterback goes down. The right offensive line is together. The right OC. He can call his own shot. He'll be back. I would like to bet you, but I'm not sure I want to. He's scared. He's scared. Yeah, I'm a little bit scared. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. April Fool's joke. That's all it was. A February Fool's joke. That's all that was. Mm. Yeah. I, I, look, it'll be interesting to see. I don't. I don't believe that'll happen. But Doug, I'm not even. I. But I'm not willing well, to bet. Hold you. your breath, and I. Hold your breath, and I'll go get myself ready to give you some oxygen because you're going to need it. <laughs> you may be right, Doug. Thanks, guys. All right, thank, thank you, Doug. I, you know, I don't see he's coming back. I don't either, but, you know. Listen, he's got the competitive drive, okay, that only a very few people have uh, that may tempt him to come back. I can see that. But he would be the first guy to actually walk away and retire, go do something else, and then come back. Wait a minute. Are you telling me Tom Brady would be the first guy to yes. do something? Yes. He you know, because he's not usually doing he that. that that's not – that. he normally is not the first guy to do almost anything. So this would be a first for usually him. Usually when guys retire, they just stay retired. They never come back. You said no. when guys re- – He would be the first. Yeah. When guys retire. Are you – Are you, you guys s- going to pick up on anything today? I, I don't know. Is, what is everything you know just what flying about? Like, how many times has Rob Gronkowski gone off and into the sunset and come back and played? I don't know. Two I mean, the times? list is pretty long. Who was the, who was the uh, former Cowboys receiver that went away for three years and came back and played for the Ravens? Uh, Des Bryant? Well, he didn't go away. He was forced to go away. <laughs> he was off the grid for three yeah, years. Yeah, but, but he wanted to keep playing. Just nobody wanted him. There's, there's difference <laughs> Des Bryant would keep on playing. Just nobody wanted him. That's the difference. People actually want Tom Brady. Uh, you know, so, so there's the difference. <laughs> I keep playing this game, by the way. I, I, you know, we're not picking. You're putting I it guess. down, but we're not picking vibes, it up. I'm you sorry. You're not, putting it down, but we're not picking it up. You're not picking this up. I'm picking it up. I just need you to explain it because I'm picking it up so well that if you if you explain it, it may just every, every, I, everything's good. <laughs> Everything makes sense. 
Well, I mean, just, just, just I got, explain it. I got crickets. I get crickets. I get crickets. Let's bring is Tony there. We can bring in Tony. See if Tony's picking it up. Tony's a very I smart guess. man. I'm just putting out stuff, and nobody's gonna pick it up today. Tony and no one's will. Tony, up? you picking up with what Darren's putting down, sir? I mean, is anyone? Is I'm this not. mic on? No, you're not. You're not I'm picking not. it up either, Tony. On? Hello? No, I'm not. Okay. Do you guys even hear me? Am I on? You're on. Okay. Yeah, you're on, but we're off. We're off the trail because we, you're on, but apparently none of us are. I feel like I've been over here talking to myself. I'm like, like these I are pretty good examples. Having a rough night at the mic, man. I mean, Nothing. I don't, you know. Well, it, 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 it's something about that birthday yesterday, my be. <laughs> <laughs> birthday <laughs> celebration got birthday good thing. to him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, my niece lives down in Tampa, and she said uh, Brady talked to her the other night and said he just wasn't going to wear that damn orange sickle jersey, so he was retired. No. <laughs> well, they didn't have great memories in those things, that's yeah, for sure. Not a lot of success right. in those. <laughs> Guys, we'll talk to you a little bit about uh, two things here. Number one, I was looking at what, uh, you know, my alma mater, Austin P. Darren, they picked up, they've got a full, from early signing period and the portal, whatever, all the stuff, uh, 30 players this year mm. and went into the JUCO route, got four players from the JUCO colleges and uh, signed an unbelievable class. They've got, and this is big for an FCS school, you'll know this, you both, Justin, you too, they've got 10 three-star recruits Mm. and of of the 10 some of them were recruited by you know division one schools and uh so uh, i'm expecting some big things out of them and uh of course they're in that asun conference now they Mm -hmm. left obc and uh they were co-champions of it last year but guys they picked up this one one young man out of carthage Six nine, three fifty, I think, as an offensive lineman. It's a big boy. Now, why did this big boy not go through some of the bigger schools? That's a big man. That's a big kid. Well, does he have the footwork and, necessary to him? But say, you that's probably know the answer. I'm wondering. Yeah. Right there, but uh, hopefully he can be developed into uh, into a hell of a blocking uh, lineman. I mean, that'll be be something if they could get them. And uh, something else I wanted to talk about that, uh, and and go back to Austin P. their money game this year mm-hmm. is UT okay. on September the 9th. Mm. So that would be fun to see Austin P. go play in Knoxville. Uh, I think they did that a few years ago, but uh, I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. when. Um, guys in basketball. I've looked at some numbers today, and these are some startling numbers. Uh, Lad, these Tuesday and Wednesday night, there were only two, and we've talked about this before, protecting home court. There were only two road wins uh, between Tuesday and Wednesday nights, uh, Kentucky being one of them. And I think, uh, I believe it was somebody that went and played at South Carolina. And... Of the overall record right now, the record for the SEC, and this does not include the SEC schedule, but just on 
road road wins. I'm, I'm sorry, road losses on both away and neutral courts. The record for the SEC is 65 wins and 76 losses. That's on road games and on neutral court sites. And of all the teams in the SEC, only one, uh, everybody has a winning home court except one, and it's Ole Miss and Kermit Davis. And Darren, and there's been a lot of talk about Stack. Do y'all think Kermit Davis I think he's in his fourth year at Ole Miss. A uh, well-liked individual by everybody. But they come here Saturday to play Vandy. Mm-hmm. Is he on the hot seat at Ole Miss? Do y'all think that? And oh, uh, I mean, it's just uh, because there is, uh, I think, I think the the growling has started from the alumni down there, from a couple of people I know. So I'm going to let y'all talk about that. I'm going to hang up and listen to what you got to say. Thank you, Tony. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, that is a critical game for both teams. Yeah. It really is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it critical? I mean, neither one of them are going to go to the tournament. So, but – for Kermit, I mean, they are one and eight in conference play. Yeah, and they're nine and thirteen. And at Ole Miss, they like to win. And he he's he's been really good. They were off last year, and then this hasn't been a good year either. Look, I am. You hear me say all the time, probes people. I am pro Kermit Davis, big time. I love Kermit Davis. He's a great person. I root for him. But, I mean, I also know how this works. I mean, I'm not not naive. I mean. Wouldn't seem he's won enough He's games. got an SEC school. Yeah. He's at an SEC school. I yeah. mean, you know, they don't, they don't. Everybody thinks they're supposed to be great every year. I mean, it's just how it works. Is it fair? Doesn't matter whether it's fair or not. That's what you sign up for. You get well compensated, and you have tons of pressure on you. Tons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the most part, right? I mean, really, is there a school? I mean, Vanderbilt is probably the lone school where at times you would say they're probably a little bit more – they're a little bit more patient than most everybody else. Is that fair to say or is that even No, no, that's fair, but they're also lower on the radar. Um, So there isn't as much outcry at times. Uh, about their results, as you may find down there in Oxford or other places. Yes, that's fair. Right. The the noise can be a little bit quieter than, than yeah. the other fan base. For yes. In the SEC. But the reality is, yeah, no, this is critical. I mean, Kermit, Kermit's got to win. I mean, they, they like I said, they the first two years, he was, they were great. Mm-hmm. Last year, they tailed off. They weren't very good. And then this year has been not good again. Yeah, well. Listen, just looking at it, I mean, five conference championships in MTSU, uh, a few trips to the tournament. He just hasn't had anything close to that. And I know it's the SEC, so it's different. But still, you know, he's a game below 500 at Ole Miss uh, in season five here. Is this season five? Yeah, started in uh, 2018. So 2018 really? is his fifth season okay. at Ole Miss here. And he is 73 and 74. 
with one with one tournament appearance in his first year. That was it. That's you know, it, for big boy SEC ball, that's just not enough. Is that really just the first year? That, huh? Looking looking okay. at you know, that's okay. what it says. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, the first year, you know, twenty and thirteen. The second year, fifteen and seventeen. And I then was, you know, I thought the first two years were good. I guess maybe it was just that first it was, year. It was, that first year seemed like two years. Yeah. Um, it just didn't look. It hasn't gone well. As much as I root for Kermit Davis, I, I like again. I know how this works, and yeah. Now that you've said that, Justin, I mean, this is year five, and considering the expectations they must have had yeah. in him coming off of MTSU. Yep. So the expectations had to be high. Now, the family name has lineage down in the state of Mississippi. We yes. know that with his father, right? I understand it was Mississippi State, but yes, I'm saying but in the state of Mississippi, state, yeah. right, that name has street cred. But Hoping yeah. for better. But in the yeah. end, you're in year five, and you got to win. Yeah. You, you just do. So, yeah, boy, that's a, this is a critical game for mm-hmm. them coming in yeah. here on Saturday. All right, we'll step away. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show next here on Nashville Sports Radio. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high quality supplies for every industry, plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. 
We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the tender mac bowl meal or the buffalo tender mac bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Thank you, big voice guy. You know, we were looking, we were talking about with Tony, our buddy Kerma Davis. It's big. It's a big, I mean, they, they, I don't know if they, I don't think they can get anything turned around. I don't know. They just don't seem like they're very good this year. tight now. But. We were just talking about expectations, and yeah. you know, we talked at the beginning of the show about the the quotes from Jerry Stackhouse that are making its rounds. Yes, and Jeff Goodman, mm-hmm. college basketball insider, right? Yeah. Quote tweets what I read. You know, the but at the end of the day, this is a benevolent dictatorship. You got to do it my way, and I really don't care who feels any different about it because I know what we're trying to build here. Jeff Goodman. Quote tweeted that, okay? Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Goodman says, Stackhouse is 16 and 45 at SEC play. And that's kind of what I was getting at there, Justin, when we were discussing it in the first segment. Like, I understand that. I understand what he's doing, building a culture. He's trying to shape young men. I get all that. I do. And I can mm-hmm. appreciate that. But I also know, just like with Kermit Davis, right, you hold an SEC job. There's, there's expectations. And in this, really, it's not just the SEC, right? If you are a Division One college basketball in a Power 5 conference, ultimately you're there to win games. And you can say all the right things and you can do all the right things, but in the end, if you're not winning, you're not stacking enough wins, all that stuff is like, yeah, the fan base, well, you know. That's great, but but yeah, you know yeah. I I just the timing. I understand again the timing. I understand what he's saying, and he's trying to prove a point. Like, hey, this young man, he showed up under a law. He's smiling. Whatever happened at that practice, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm trying to teach him. Like, hey, we can't we can't come in in a good mood or happy after a loss. You know, we got to come to work. Whatever, whatever stack is trying to build. But you're also that quote is going to make its rounds, not just locally, nationally, because he is a huge name. He played in the NBA for 17 years. Yeah, oh yeah. He's a high-profile name. Oh yeah. So people are going to gravitate to what Jerry Stackhouse says. It's not just little old Nashville, little old Vanderbilt, little old head coach. No, 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 no. It'll make its rounds, and when you say that, then it's national. And then people like Jeff Goodman are going to yeah. say, I appreciate that, Coach, but you're 
what is that? My math. Almost 30 games under 500 I honestly, in conference play? Darren, I honestly don't think that that he – I'm not going to say he doesn't care because that's way too strong, but I, I – Well, I, there may be a lot of truth to that. I though. honestly don't think it, it, it carries as much weight in his mind as as you think it might, you know, in, in actuality. It just you – because know, he, he has always – been on the edge and said things. I mean, yep. listen, this is the coach, and I've seen it. He is at times argued with fans on social media, going back and forth with people on Twitter, yeah, and on and on Instagram. Let me get my social media network correct. I didn't see it on Twitter. I know I've seen it on Instagram, where he's gone back and forth with fans. Oh, he blocks people on Twitter. This is you know, so this is kind of who he is. Yeah. So, you know, and, and 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 listen, we have seen this over and over and over again. Jerry Stackhouse is a guy who played, as you mentioned, 17 years in the NBA. Jerry Stackhouse has made a lot of money. Lots of money. In the NBA. He's set for life. Jerry Stackhouse is not doing this. He doesn't have to work. You know, so if they can't call him in the office and go, hey, man. We need you, you know, to this tone is it blah, down. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, if not, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, work. That's right. Doesn't work. You can't control somebody like that. You kind of have to let him be him. And either you like it or you don't. Because the reality is he's not you're, – what you're, the picture you're painting is 100% accurate. Does he want to keep his job? Of course. He sure. wants to be the head coach at Vanderbilt. But he's not scared of losing his job either because he's set for life. Somebody said it this way, and they were talking about Deion Sanders at the time. But this goes for uh, people like Deion Sanders, Eddie George, Jerry Stackhouse. When you hire these kinds of individuals here, these former high-profile players who were very successful and made tens of millions of dollars in the professional sports just in their playing, not talking about endorsements, just playing, they made tens of millions of dollars. It is not a – you're not hiring them. You are coming into partnership with them. Yeah. It is not the typical boss-employee relationship. It's just not because you can't have that. You can't have a typical boss-employee relationship. They don't have that same fear. They just don't. You know, they've got more money than you most times. (laughs) No, it's true. So they, they, they just aren't, you know, so they're doing this because they want to. They have a professional pride about themselves. They want to succeed. They have high drive. But the the money and you know I'm gonna get fired and because yeah, what am I gonna tell my wife or my kids? They don't have confront? sleepless nights over that. Yeah, you worried about that? No, that's true. <laughs> so you know, so at that point you just have to decide. Okay, you know you can call him in. You can have a chat like a partner can, like a partner. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't go in here with the whole boss thing. And be like, yeah, you know, Jerry, we need you to tone this down. If not, you know, this doesn't represent the university well and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay with that. Yeah. So, Good point. This, this, is just, this is just what it is. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They'll hire somebody else and, you know, we'll move on here. All right, we'll step away. Final time, come back and wrap up. Thursday's edition of the McFarland Show next. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
clones. What do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. What we want is beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You know what the Mets stand for? <laughs> Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Over 50 years of Nashville sports coverage. The McFarland Show. Wow, you guys are old. Sorry, I fell asleep. I got, took a nap. Took a nap, isn't that what you do? So the skills competition is tonight. It is. This is something totally different, something they've never done before. I don't even know how many people out there listening right now have any idea what we're talking about on the NFL side. Of this it. is real. Okay, so you may be aware, or maybe not, uh, that they have totally reworked the Pro Bowl uh, this year. So they're not really doing a game as much as they are doing a flag football game and a bunch of other skill competitions. So the, flag for, so the uh, festivities for the Pro Bowl begin tonight. They begin tonight. 
um, and they're going to uh, take place out there in Las Vegas at the Raiders uh, practice facility, apparently, there in Las Vegas. According to the um, information here from, uh, from CBS Sports, this is where I'm getting this, they will have a lightning round, and this category this year will include 16 players selected by each conference to participate in a three-part elimination challenge and only one will be left standing. Now, they're going to have a number of Titans players who will be participating tonight, including Derrick Henry, uh, from my understanding. Uh, Let's see, yes, Jeffrey Simmons and Derrick Henry, as well as Ben Jones, will all be participating tonight for the AFC side. Now, exactly what does this look like? I'm not really sure. Just to be honest with you, uh, some people were asking me about it today and say, you know, well, what are the Titans players going to be doing tonight out there at the at the Pro Bowl? And I was like, I, I really don't have any idea. I've never seen this before. So I'm going to be curious. One thing we know for sure, though, the Pro Bowl, the way it was constructed, wasn't working anymore. So they had to do something. Now, is this the something that's going to work? I have no idea, but we'll find out. I'm going through all the categories, but this... I don't think you can recognize it just by reading it. Yeah. We're going to have to see it. There's a dodgeball. There's a lightning round. I don't even know There's what a, a lightning round even drive. is. Yeah, we're going to have to see it. Precision passing. Best catch. Anyway. All right, that'll do it for our Thursday edition <laughs> of the show. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow with you starting at 2 o'clock to wrap up the week. Stay tuned. Afternoon Stretch is next.